Uh, today concludes the series, what, what Happened to Those? And I want to ask the question, what happened to gratitude? As an opening illustration, uh, a consultant that was working with a group of college graduates in Boston asked a group of students to describe the emerging workforce, those who were just entering the workforce, with a word that begin, began with the letter E. And the student said, energetic, excellent, empowered. And after they were done, the consultant said, actually, the number one word used to describe those entering the workforce right now is entitled. Ouch. Uh, the m millennials have been labeled the entitled generation. And typically, what that's meant is millennials feel like people owe them more than they feel like they deserve, and they deserve more than people in past generations did. And I have talked to business owners, even in this congregation, that have said, you know what, we would, we would pay somebody to work. We, we just can't find a young person that will work and work hard. They want all the pay, they want all the benefits, but they want it right when we hire them. They don't wanna work for it like people in the past have. Uh, before those of us who are a little bit older start saying things like, yeah, that young generation, uh, we have to realize that we have raised <laughs> this generation. We, we have raised these last couple generations that feel entitled. Then you might say, well, how? Well, we have given the last couple generations of kids everything their hearts have desired. And if they can't get it from mom or dad, they can get it from Nana. Those of you with little toddlers at home know how tight Nana is wrapped around your toddler's little pinky. We have created a generation that feels like if they want it, they should have it right now. And don't get me started on the everybody gets a trophy thing. When, when I was a kid, it, like the winners got a trophy. You didn't get a trophy for showing up. Now, I appreciate the intent. You know, everybody's feelings are sensitive and we're trying to protect them. I'm just not sure that we're really doing kids a favor all the time. And, and I think there's value in rewarding those who have worked hard and have done their best and even come out on top. I think it provides incentive to work hard. Now, why work hard if everyone is gonna get a trophy anyway? I need to calm down or sarcastic Steve will be back. Um, we have also, in my opinion, overprotected our kids. You can't ride in the back of a pickup truck anymore. Uh, if you put a kid in a car, they need a five-point harness like a race car driver. Kids can't ride a bike without a helmet, and many kids aren't even allowed to go out and play in the neighborhood or walk the streets or ride their bikes around because something bad might happen to them. I know the world is a different place than it used to be, and I am not advocating recklessness, but our kids are gonna have to enter this world and deal with the reality of it at some point in their life. And in my mind, I think we should let them experience the reality of life while they're still under our roof, when we, where we can be there and process and talk, love them and guide them through it. We cannot protect them forever. They need to face their fears and take some risks. 
our son Sarah, Jared and his buddy CJ uh, found an abandoned mine shaft this summer. And uh, Lisa and I did not know that Jared and his buddy found an abandoned mine shaft. And he came home one day and he said, Dad, we found this abandoned mine shaft. And we were so afraid, kind of creeped us out, but we went down in it anyway. And Lisa and I looked at each other and we thought, oh, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, I want you climbing around an abandoned mine shaft. Um, and I pulled Jared aside because I wasn't sure Lisa would really appreciate this. And I said, Jared, I am so glad you overcame your fears and went down in that mine shaft. It's an accomplishment to face something you were afraid of and do it anyway. I think young men and women need encourage to face their fears. Now, I don't want them back down in the mine shaft, <laughs> but, but facing your fears and overcoming is good. There's a healthy pride that comes from that. I think millennials feel entitled because that's the way, in large part, they've been raised. But this world doesn't owe us anything. The world isn't a safe place all the time. And I think those who feel entitled will come to that rude awakening. I, I wanna talk about gratitude this morning because I think it's a quality that combats that feeling of entitlement. You can appreciate what you have instead of resenting what you feel you don't have that the world owes you. Gratitude will not help overprotective parents. That is another sermon in its own, and that's not for this morning. But in doing some research for this sermon, I actually found a Harvard, Harvard Medical School study that said gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improves health, helps deal with anxiety and adversity, and builds strong relationships. Another psychologist from the University of Birmingham said that the list of potential benefits of gratitude is almost endless. Fewer intellectual biases, more effective learning strategies, more helpfulness towards others, raise self-confidence, a better work attitude, strengthening resiliency, less physical pain, and improved health and longevity. Now, that's awesome. What is not to like about gratitude? But here's the thing. Harvard medical studies and psychologists are simply finding out that the word of God is in fact the truth. God has been advocating thankfulness and gratitude from the beginning. Let's look at some word together. This is 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 24. Paul writes, dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Encourage those who are timid. Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. 
Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. So I want to share with you this morning five blessings, five benefits, God bless you, of gratitude that can improve and bless your life. Number one, if you're taking notes, grateful people are hopeful people. Let me read verses 16 through 18 again. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Those who feel entitled in this life will find it difficult to be thankful in every circumstance. Difficulties and challenges come, and they are challenging for absolutely everyone. And those who have been given everything will get discouraged when things don't come easy. Those of you who are teachers might see this in your classroom. And I think it's sad when kids get frustrated and give up when things don't come easy. Because there is a joy and a hope of working through something. There is that healthy pride that comes from sticking with it, getting it done, and overcoming. That fortitude gives you hope that God will be able to see you through absolutely anything if you just don't give up. A 2015 paper in the Journal of Religion and Health found that people who were more grateful were not only more hopeful, they were actually healthier. Being grateful actually gave people hope and that positively affected their health. Thankful people had a better outlook on life. Being grateful even decreased the number of aches and pains people experienced. There are benefits to being thankful in every circumstances. Now, you might, you might say, well, I wonder if the people with less aches and pains were more grateful because they had less aches and pains. But that's not what the study showed. Dozens of studies showed that when people actually take the time to sit down and list the things that they are grateful for, that they have a better outlook mentally and physically, much more so than the participants that didn't write those things down. And an old hymn comes to mind. It's called Count Your Blessings. Remember it? It says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings and see what God has done. That's good advice. Because if you do, studies actually show that you will have more hope and you will actually have less aches and pains in your body. See, there is blessings that come to obeying the word of God and there's studies that even back it up. Being thankful can guard against negative feelings like hopelessness and bring health to your body. Number two, if you're taking notes, gratitude leads to improved sleep quality. Now, you might be thinking, come on, Pastor Steve. Let's get a little deep in here now. You can't be serious, but I am. There is a connection between sleeping well and being grateful. Look at Proverbs 3, 23 and 24. They, keeping the commands of God, keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. 
You can go to bed without fear, and you will lie down and sleep soundly. There is a command in the word of God to be thankful. And Proverbs says that obeying the commands of God, not only will you be safe on your way, but you will sleep more soundly. One journal article from 2009 that I found stated that those who made that list of things they were thankful for at the end of the day actually slept better than those who didn't. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? If you're focusing on the things that are gonna give you trouble tomorrow, if you're worried about all the things you have to do, if you're frustrated because all the things that you thought should go your way that you were entitled to this day didn't happen your way and you're just angry, you're bound not to sleep well. But if you're focused on the blessings of God, I think it makes sense that you're gonna just sleep better. But I also find this ironic because when God says be joyful, give thanks in all circumstances, the world says Christianity is so irrelevant. And a team of researchers publishes this thing in a journal and says, you know what? If you're more thankful, you'll sleep better. And all of a sudden, it's like cutting edge news. And God is probably thinking, really? <laughs> I've been saying this from the beginning. Number three, gratitude leads to increased self-esteem. An article in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that athletes who expressed more gratitude towards their coach actually felt better about themselves six months later than those who didn't. And I think this just goes back to the biblical principle of honoring those that God has placed over you. And if you do that, if you're thankful, if you're grateful, you will be blessed. First Thessalonians, Paul said it this way about very specific, the, those who are over you spiritually. 12 through 13. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Sunday school teachers, pastors, staff members, your small group leader, mentors in the faith. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Maybe athletes these days would feel less entitled if they showed a little bit more gratitude. Maybe there would be fewer strikes. Maybe a few more people would stand for the national anthem. Maybe they would enjoy playing that game a little bit more. In the church world, maybe fewer church people would get their nose not bent out of shape and feel less like church shopping. Maybe the world would see a group of people that loved each other in spite of mistakes and shortcomings. This study, I think, shows that both groups would even feel better about themselves if they were just more grateful. Number four, gratitude leads to increased helpfulness and empathy. A 2006 study found that those who expressed gratitude were more likely to help others and that helping others actually increased happiness. Empathy, the study showed, also increases the likelihood that people would be motivated and concerned for others. It also decreased the amount of violence people showed. Is this more cutting edge news or is this Again, a biblical principle. Look at Ephesians 4. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, 
as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I think researchers might also want to start studying the Bible uh, because I think they would have more cutting edge things to share. First Thessalonians 5 said this, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other into all people. That flows out of gratitude. Number five, last one. Gratitude increases resilience. Research, researchers actually did a study on Vietnam vets and found that those with higher levels of gratitude were more resilient and felt the effects of post-traumatic stress less. They had a more positive attitude and said they had a greater sense of well-being. I want to go back to first... Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And there's a scripture in the Old Testament, many of you know it, it's Joshua 1.9. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All of us face struggles in life that we wonder if we will have the strength or the courage to get through. All of us. God can give you the strength and the courage you need. You do not have to be afraid because God is with you. The Spirit lives in you as a, as a Christ follower. The world will still knock you down. It will still be a struggle. It will still be a fight. But the world can't keep you down as a Christian. Paul said it like this in 2 Corinthians. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We are like Rocky Balboa when he faced the Russian. We just keep getting up. I know I'm showing my age. But gratitude gives us the strength and the courage to get up again and again and again in faith. We have hope because God is always with us. And he is always in us. We don't have to have everything right now because God will provide everything that we need. We don't have to worry or be afraid because God is our source of help. We don't have to worry about being entitled because we are blessed and God has our best in mind. God gave us the world and he gave us his son. I wanna give you some homework this week. You can do it later this afternoon if you'd like, but go home and make that list. Write down a list of things that you are thankful for, that God has blessed you with. Friends, family, a, a job, the air you breathe, the beautiful sunset, and just, just make a list and see what God doesn't do in your heart. Because I believe this word says it'll bless you. 
It, you'll be more grateful. You'll have health in your body. You'll be thankful. You'll be appreciative. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks this day, and we are grateful in our spirits because of the gift of your son. And God, if you hadn't given us one other thing, just Jesus, that would be worth an eternity of praise. Because God, through Christ, we were dead. We were blind. But now we see and we are alive. We are alive in you. We are thankful, God, that you took our sins, our burdens, everything that we were ashamed of, and you nailed them to the cross with your son. And he died and he rose again, and through faith, God, we, we raise with him, alive in the spirit, blameless, righteous, holy. And we give you thanks. And God, this morning, if you find any entitlement, any ingratitude, God, if you are speaking to our hearts that we do more complaining than we do expressing thanks, hear our confession, receive that testimony and confession this morning. Forgive us and put in us a spirit of gratitude and thanks so that we can show people Jesus in your precious name we pray. Amen.